That's a slot drop. I can answer that. That's a slot drop. What is that move? That's a slot drop. What's up, wrestling nerds? Welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Whoopig Sumo on Twitter. February 13th, 2020, and we are joined by David Chapman. David, how you doing? Doing great, man. Glad to be back. As I mentioned to date, it is Valentine's week and Hard to talk about Valentine's without talking about hearts. And speaking of hearts, Teddy Hart arrested again in Virginia for possession of controlled substance. Man, he's never going to learn. You know, he, uh, it's a shame. You know, we've talked about that, uh, not last week, but the week before when I was on with you about, uh, the drug testing WWE has now and just how much, uh, how much these narcotics are affecting these guys. And, and he just got wrapped up in it, uh, you know, again. And, I hate to see it. I hate to hear about it. hate to see that. You know, he's had some trouble before. Recently released from MLW. Got to wonder if maybe that wasn't one of the factors of uh, them releasing him. But what a waste. He's really an incredible talent. Of course, coming from the Hart family, it's in his DNA. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm sh- and, and I hate to assume things, but I would, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say that's probably why he's no longer with uh, MLW. Um, you know, the, you can you can slip up a lot in that in this profession, um, but once you start getting into the the pills and and whatever other drugs you're into, man, they, thankfully they've really got a, a zero tolerance on that stuff anymore, and they're they're really shutting it down. And speaking of families and wrestling and arrest, Brett DiBiase, son of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, also arrested and ironically an, uh, an embezzlement case that involved the Mississippi Wel- Welfare Agency. Hey, you know what? Everybody's got a price. That's all I can say. <laughs> living, living the gimmick. Money isn't everything. It's the only thing. And everyone, everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> you know, but, and again, that's a shame. You know, you look at, uh, you look at his dad and, and even his brother who went on and, and were, you know, were, of course, his dad was obviously very successful. Brother was a, was a very well-known name. Um, and it just, it, you know, it just sucks to be put in that position uh, for them and, and for him. You know, you, you, you've got all this publicity. Um, and what a worse gimmick. You know, you got the million dollar man, which was a great gimmick in general. But now you're, you know, your son's in there on embezzling charges. And it's a shame that it, it happened and it, and it sucks for the family. You know, hopefully they pull through it and get through it. But, uh, you know, what are the odds? XFL debuted last weekend or over the weekend. Had a pretty strong debut uh, from what I read. They sold more tickets or uh, had higher ratings than the entire AAF uh, last season. So did you catch any of those games? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. You know, I didn't. I, I've read online about it, and uh, a lot of people were pretty happy with the XFL. Um, I didn't get to watch it myself, though. I got to tell you, it's pretty interesting. There's some NFL guys that was praising it as well. Um, they're kind of hoping the NFL might adopt some of these rules that the the XFL is trying out. They're going to see you know how it goes, and if it, if it looks like it goes well, maybe we'll see it in the NFL. 
I guess part, part of the wrestling wrestling nerd in me, you know, thinks back to the Monday Night Wars and, you know, how cool would it be had to have, a, have another option out there uh, along with the NFL and have the XFL. Yeah. Now, they'll never be as big as the NFL is, but they don't need to be. They just need to be a good alternative, and I think that's what, you know, Vince basically what he wants to do. So I wish him luck. Sure. Uh, Matt Hardy possibly done with the WWE after Monday Night Raw. He tweeted out uh, uh, goodbye, I think, something like that. And then, of course, JR on AEW Dynamite throwing some breadcrumbs out there. He referred to the Young Bucks as the Bucks of Youth, and that's what Matt Hardy, during his broken gimmick, used to call them. So could be seeing Matt Hardy in AEW soon. And what a perfect fit. You know, Matt Hardy, he's been around, uh, gosh, forever now, it seems like. Um, but, you know, he can still go. He can still perform great. And he's got enough knowledge that he can be a, a big hand backstage as well as still get over in the ring. The, the broken hearty thing was just gold. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. He, he can reinvent himself and, and sell tickets, you know, put butts in seats. Um, and I think he'd be a big score for AEW. Absolutely. Speaking of butts in seats, John Cena returning to SmackDown on February 28th. I'm going to get all fist deep in some rugs. You know, Goldberg recently appeared as well. I wouldn't, I, I guess you could say appeared. Uh, honestly, if I would have bought a ticket to SmackDown last Friday night, I'd have been ticked off because he wasn't there. He was on video, but I think it was the highest ratings they've had in a while just for him being on the video screen. You know, which says something, you know, and if Vince was smart, he'd, he'd open his eyes and, and uh, you know, use Goldberg. A little bit more, and the fact that it was the highest raising for Goldberg surprises me. Nothing against the man, but uh, you know his last match with Taker was was pretty horrific, and uh, I just didn't feel like he was as over with the crowd as what he was, you know, ten years ago. But uh, more power to him, you know. And if he's boosting ratings, maybe he needs to be somebody that we see, you know, well, maybe not every week, but every other week or something. Yep, WWE using that nostalgia. John Cena coming back, got to get that WrestleMania check. Oh yeah, you know that he he's living the Taker schedule right now. It's uh, it's February, so it's time for both <laughs> of them to come back and and work through April, and then you know retire again for the rest of the year. Yeah, Brock Lesnar catches heat for for that schedule. It's crazy how people pick and choose who gets a pass on that. Let's do this. The the thing about Brock though that's nice is. Is he he is such an impact, you know. He uh, when he comes out, especially when he uh, with that Universal Championship man, I'm glad we don't see it every week. Yeah, yeah. it loses the the luster if it's defended. Sure, absolutely, week. absolutely. You know the Strowman, he won the the U.S. title or no, not the U.S. What was it? Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I didn't even know who he beat to get it. I had to look it up. A lot of them titles just don't mean anything anymore, and it's sad. Jeff Cobb makes his AEW debut on a AEW Dynamite. Huge get. However, I've read he's still a free agent, so I don't think he signed anything yet. He just competed at ROH over the weekend, shows up in AEW Wednesday night. Uh, Jeff Cobb, man, he's he's got it going on right now. He's working New Japan, AEW, and... Uh, ROH, so he's he's probably making some money. Good for him. Absolutely good for him. You know, when when you when you're as over as he is right now, and you can get all that work, you get it. Um, 
I, I hope AEW signs him, but I, you know, I find myself saying this a lot and they've already got a, a roster that's almost too big for them to handle on a weekly TV show. And I know they're going to start up, uh, another, you know, another show. So they'll have two a week, which will help. But, uh, a lot of talent out there they can get, but they, you know, they probably do need to take a deep breath and, and kind of see who they actually need to sign right now. They really need, a, really need a mid-card title, in my opinion. I know we've talked about that a lot. Oh, this this diamond ring that MJF won in that battle royal just doesn't cut it. They're starting to get a huge, talented roster, and I don't want to see too many belts, but there at least needs to be a mid-card title. Sure, I agree. You know, uh, the, the mid-card title... You know, they've got enough little guys. You could almost maybe find like a cruiserweight belt in there too, but definitely a mid-card title. They've got they've got way too much talent for everybody to just be to be fighting over stats. It just it doesn't make sense in wrestling. And reporting to the WWE Performance Center, newly signed Simone Johnson, which is the daughter of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The first fourth generational superstar. Congratulations to her. Hope she does well. Moving on, NWA Power, the bouncers with Eddie Kingston defeated Dawson with the Pope. After the match, James Storm and the bouncers drank beer from the Crockett Cup. Kind of an average match. Bouncers are two big dudes. We saw some high, uh, some some power spots and uh, drinking beer from the Crockett Cup. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that rub, rubs some people wrong. I'm not sure. Some of the some of the old school traditional guys. It's still real to me, damn it! I don't know. You know, uh, so I think about that, and I think back to the Flair and Anderson and the Horseman days, and and uh, I, I, you know, I can see them filling that thing up with champagne and drinking out of it. So, <laughs> you know, there's no telling what happened to the original backstage. Um, I, I, it kind of fits their gimmick. You know, it doesn't bother me none, but uh, you know, maybe it does some older older fans. They should have filled that thing up with some windy wine, some wine from the Windy Wine Company, courtesy of Niles Planquet. That's right. That's right. Everybody would have had a good time. Second match, Thomas Latimer defeated Tim Storm. Uh, after after this match, fake Mama Storm comes back out. Really not a fan of this. Again, I'm not sure who's playing Mama Storm, but it, I think, you know, the the intention is to make Tim Storm mad and, all this stuff, but whoever's playing them, it's more like a comedy act, and it's just not getting over. I don't think it's doing what it's intended to do. I agree a hundred percent. It uh, it's just not something that I don't that I think a lot of people are interested in. It's very minute. It's it's more of a comedy skit than anything. Um, I think eventually Tim's going to snap and probably take care of business with this fake mom storm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that's coming. Uh, Trevor Murdoch interview called out Aaron Stevens, and then the question mark comes out. Treated us to a beautiful, beautiful singing of the Mongrovian national anthem, and then I think he challenged Murdoch to a match. Karate! I hope you know. I'd like to see. I, I like so. I like the fact that Aaron Stevens has that has that title. I, I would still like to see um, Trevor with a with a championship of some type. Um, I really thought maybe he had a chance at the TV title. Um, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully something. You know, he's he's definitely put in his dues and done his time, and uh, he's yeah. still entertaining to watch. You know, he's still over, and and everybody still likes him. I'd rather see Aaron Stevens rock that TV title 
you know, it's just oh, a yeah. six minute and five second match. That's enough to, for him to get in and do his stuff. And hopefully Trevor get a shot, a legit shot at the uh, national championship. Yeah, absolutely. Ricky Starks versus Matt Cross went to a time limit draw. Afterwards, Zicky Dice comes out, mocks Starks. I love Zicky Dice, man. I think he's hilarious. Currently in the ring. I do too. I do too. He's definitely entertaining to watch. Melina defeated Tasha Steeles after the match. Melina demanded a match against Thunder Rosa. We've been seeing this build up over the last few weeks. Looks like it's finally coming to a head. I'm assuming that will take place at the Crockett Cup. But once again, Melina out here making matches like she's a booker. I, I don't get that. But you know, the, I think I think those two are going to work really good together. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I thought she looked like a million bucks this week, but uh, I, I agree with the uh, with her making matches. It's one thing to they, see, and, and that kind of goes with AEW. They need like a general manager or yeah. somebody in charge that can go out there and you know she can demand a match and. And they have that authority figure out there that can either grant it or say, you know, no. I remember, I remember back in WCW days, uh, Nick Bockwinkle was the commissioner, or something. Yeah. And I, uh, I can people back in WWF days when uh, President Jack Tunney, you know, was yeah. setting up Hogan and Piper and all this stuff. And traditionally, that has just been the best route to go. Yeah, and the thing is, is I remember, I remember those guys, Grill Monsoon, even when he took over. Yeah, when people would demand matches, and they'd just say no. <laughs> you know, and sometimes that's what needs to be said. Sometimes when you get get it, you know, you, they need to show that they are an actual authority figure and that they matter. And uh, you know, that's something that everybody's kind of grown up with. That here lately, these two organizations have really, really done away with. And I, and I really think that they would both benefit a lot from having a commissioner, a general manager, some kind yep. of authority figure. Yep, they've uh, they've got uh, Stephen Regal, you know, he's over NXT. They're still doing it in NXT, but, you know, Raw and SmackDown is still just willy-nilly, but Regal's playing a great role. And uh, I, I agree, AEW needs that, NWA needs that. They all need it, really. Yeah, absolutely. William Regal, he is golden no matter what he does, but... But yeah, they definitely they definitely need some type of authority figure. Main event of the night: Nick Aldis and Royce Isaacs defeated the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, you know, Power has been my favorite show to watch over the past several weeks. But I got to tell you, this was probably it. Just it was still good. Don't get me wrong, but it was just kind of it's just kind of there. You know, and I, and I hate to say it, but I think I think wrestling this week altogether was kind of lackluster. Yeah. I don't think I don't. For me, one show didn't necessarily stick out and think, "Oh man, that was a great show." It was like, "Yeah, you know, that was that was okay. That was decent." I'm glad. Uh, I won't throw in there that I'm glad that the Rock and Roll Express are getting TV time, and I'll probably catch some heat for this. But I, you know, are they main event? AEW Dynamite first match of the night: Kenny Omega, Hangman Page defeated SCU after hitting a buckshot lariat V trigger combination on Kazarian. After that, pretty much all the tag teams come out and brawl. Young Bucks stand tall in the ring, uh, and then they dive and take everyone out. Some of the complaints I've had the past few weeks, I know there's still some, a lot of false finishes. What I have a problem with is the moves they use that gets kicked out so frequently. It just waters down the moves, but I think I can see that I can see a little change. The only thing in this one that caught my attention, a negative, is afterwards when the 
you know, the Bucks go to the top rope and all the other tag teams are outside the ring standing, just waiting on them to dive on them. That's, that's really the only negative thing I got to say about this match. It wasn't too bad. I agree. The match was pretty good. And I, you know, I like, I like Adam page, hangman Adam page. I think he's going to be a big, big star. Yeah. Um, Over like Grover right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. The match itself was, was good. I think the, I think the whole, everybody on the floor standing and waiting for them. And we've talked about that before that, that it seems like a lot of these guys are preparing too early and they're just waiting for stuff mm-hmm. to happen. And I kind of wonder if a lot of that's not because of the camera angles. You've got WWE that's got all these advanced guys that are there and they know how to film wrestling. And you've got AEW guys that were kind of like WCW guys and they really, they really don't know how to film wrestling. So I think if that camera would have focused on the fact that they were climbing to the top, you know, maybe been down there on the floor with where the other tag teams were, and then they jump, maybe we wouldn't have, maybe it wouldn't have been so apparent right. that everybody was just standing around waiting. I think, I think a lot of that that we're seeing is falling on their camera crew more than anything. Then saw a sit down interview, <laughs> Jim Ross with Santana about Moxley poking out his eye last week. Man, last week we saw eyes getting poked out. We saw teeth getting knocked out. It was like eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Tooth for a tooth, yeah. Kind of over the eye poking stuff. Uh, then see a, a thing with Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, teasing a little feud between those two. That I'm kind of getting into. Sammy Guevara is really, really improving. I don't know if, uh, you know, being in the inner circle with Jericho, maybe he's kind of tutoring him along, but I can see some improvement there too. Yeah, absolutely. I can too. That that kid's coming a long, long way. I don't know why um, Santana and Jr.'s interview got to me, but I I actually really enjoyed it. I felt like it was it should have been saved for maybe a storyline leading up to the pay per view match and not just a you know thirty second thing before I hit the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like if it was actually built into more of a story, it would have went over really, really well. The eye for eye thing, knocking teeth out, it's just it's dumb to me. But I, I get the Britt Baker stuff, and we'll get to that in a, in a second. I get that. Yeah. But uh, and I I can see what they're trying to do with Moxley, but still, you can't go around poking people's eye out. I mean, that's just yeah. kind of silly. With a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar car key. Yeah. And Jr. <laughs> Did a really good job in that interview. Don't get me wrong. He's really doing his best in these interviews, not to take away from his commentary, because I think he's still the best in the business at that. I know he's taking a lot of heat this week. We'll we'll get into that too later on, but he's really good at these set-down interviews. He did great in WWE when he used to do it with Stone Cold, with Mick Foley. You know, you can go back and watch several. (laughs) Bret Hart, Kane, I mean, the list goes on and on. Shawn Michaels, I think, even. Uh, yeah, he actually, some of his, uh, interviews are probably some of the best. I I actually like whenever they, they cut away and and like how Jr. and Santana were just sitting in the ring in an empty arena. I like that. I think that's a good little, good little segment. Uh, Dustin Rose then defeated Sammy Guevara after the match. Rose challenged Jake Hager to a match at revolution. Of course, this goes back a couple months when Hager broke Dustin's arm in the car. Uh, again, I mentioned Sammy Guevara is just getting better and better. Of course, they were in Austin, and the crowd was behind Dustin. The uh, whole crowd was chanting, oh, you sucks at Jake Hager, because, you know, 
Texas and, and Oklahoma hate each other. Big rivals in football. Dustin took full advantage of that and did the hook'em horn sign, got over with the crowd. Pretty good stuff. Dustin Rhodes, man, still got it. He does, and they really played this match good. Um, and I, I like Sammy Guevara, and and again, you know, he is coming a long way. I was glad, though, that, you know, Dustin kind of, it wasn't a squash match, but Dustin had control, you know, of the, of the entire match. And when you look at these guys, one, Dustin's twice his age, and two, Dustin's twice his size. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's like freaking three foot taller than Sammy Guevara. So, so it was nice not seeing Dustin take a lot of, a lot of bumps for Sammy. Um, even though Sammy, you know, is, is more than deserving of it. Um, but the size comparison, everything, if it, it felt right, Dustin was on fire, had the crowd behind him and, uh, yeah, Dustin, he's better now than he was 20 years ago. That's crazy. That, the guy just keeps getting better. I wonder, is he better now than he was 20 years ago? Or did we miss the best Dustin Rhodes 20 years ago? They just didn't use him right. I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that he's doing in the ring, you know, and I, and, and I watch a lot of WCW uh, stuff on the network. Um, and Dustin's always been one of my one of my all time favorites. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I really think that he's better now. I think he moves better. He's obviously in better shape. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's very possible that the problem with WCW back in those days was you know, you had guys, um, Bunkhouse Buck, Arn Anderson, all these guys who were who were great. Bobby Eaton, uh, one of the best. Um, but they were also, you know, twice his age at that point. Uh, he was well, coming into his twenties, and they're in their forties, and so they couldn't. Maybe they couldn't take the types of bumps that would uh, allow him to do what he's doing now. WWE way misused him. Yeah, man, I, you know that. So, I give them. I give man. I give Dustin all the credit in the world for taking that gold dust gimmick and really making its own. And you know what? He made it work. Gold dust was very, very controversial. That's what they wanted. He ended up being very popular years down the road. But uh, I still fully believe that music could hit. Dustin could come out as the natural and he would still be just as over today as he was back, you know, 20 years ago. Well, I called him the natural. Natural. natural as can be. Yeah, they called him the natural. natural. This calls naturally. I wish he'd bring I think back WWE the dropped, Yeah, I think WWE dropped the ball. I wish he'd, I wish he'd wash the face paint off. Yeah. Um, the face paint drives me nuts, but, uh, you know, I get it. Uh, but, I'm glad to see him out there. Glad to see him still working. And like I said, I, I think he just keeps getting better. Tony Schiavone then interviewed Britt Baker about what she did to Yuka Sakazaki's teeth last week. Uh, Britt said the tooth needed to be pulled, and she graciously did it for free. Then she insulted the Austin crowd, calling them chubby Whataburger faces. Gave them the horns down sign. I loved it. I know her first time out trying to be a heel was a little little shaky at best. Um, wasn't a fan of it, but dude, I am all in right now. I think she's doing great, and I love it. She's nailing it. You know, I would love, I mean, I mean, just absolutely love if she would get uh, a bag of those uh, travel size little toothbrushes and toothpaste. Oh, yeah. And Come start out. handing them out to the crowd. Handing them oh, to the my crowd. Gosh. Talking about how hand, their breath hand, stinks. Give them to Tony Schiavone, you know. 
I don't know. I don't know if her man Adam Cole is helping her out, but I really don't care whoever's helping her. She may not be getting help at all. Whatever is is going on, it's definitely working, and I'm digging the heel Britt Baker. Yeah, she's definitely coming into her own in this in this heel character. Nyla Rose then defeated Riho after a spear and a beast bomb to become the new AEW Women's Champion. Um, really, this is probably the best <laughs> match Nyla Rose has has been. Uh, it's probably her best work. Um, the Riho stuff. I we saw a lot of. Why power was Riho suplexing her? That's what I was getting at. We saw a lot of power moves that Riho was kicking out of, and then we seen Riho doing uh, suplexes and and all this other stuff that, you know, I I can suspend the size difference, but some of that is just eh, wasn't a fan of it. Doesn't make sense. It's got to be some some realism to it. Well, and here's the thing, you know, I, I am probably one of the happiest people that Rio's not a champion anymore. But at the same time, Nyla's come out and it, you know she's open that she's a transgender woman. Which means she's, you know, born a man. Yeah. And you take Riho's size and any grown man, woman, whatever, punching Riho in the face like that or hitting her at all, I mean this this ultimately in my opinion should have been a squash match. Yeah. You know, congratulations, Nyla. Glad to see she's the women's champion. Think she's deserving. Think that uh, that she, uh, honestly, she should carry that title for a long time. But I, I th- it, they worked really good together. I will give them credit on that. Nyla and Riho did some good work together, but I felt like it really should have been more of a squash match for Nyla on Riho. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho then revealed he's enlisted Jeff Cobb to take out John Moxley on behalf of the Inner Circle next week. We alluded to this earlier, Jeff Cobb, man. Great talent. Uh, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, a legit Olympian. The dude has got some talent. He's got some skill. Uh, he's not officially signed yet, from what I understand. Still a free agent, but you know, use him while you can. And I kind of like, you know, at first, whenever he announced it, I thought, man, they just gave a, they gave a huge surprise away. Yeah. I, I wish they would have, I wish they'd have kind of kept that part of mystery and just say, Hey, I got somebody coming out at, you know, later on and without saying his name, just say, Hey, I got a surprise coming for you later on the show and then reveal it. You know, and that, that's, that was my original thought. And then part of me is like, well, I wonder, you know, maybe they did that because, some of the crowd may not know who he is. Yep. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And that right. way they can kind of research him and think, oh, man, this guy's, you know, this guy's good. He's huge. And 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 maybe maybe that was their thought behind it. Um, either way, I think it would have worked. MJF then, defeated, MJF then defeated the Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Great match. I like both these guys. Um, Jungle Boy is a lot taller than what you'd think just because he's with uh, Luchasaurus. He looks kind of small. Love MJF, love his work, love his ring style. It's old school. Um, good match, and uh, both these guys right here are going to be the future of AEW someday, if not somewhere else. I agree. I thought this was a really, really great match for these two. Um, you know, and I, man, I'm such an MJF fan. Um, it's funny, though, because and, and you're right. You see 
you see Jungle Boy with the Luchasaurus, you think, damn, you know, this this guy's tiny. Then he stands up to MJF, and and I think he's actually maybe just a hair taller. But he doesn't. Uh, he- he doesn't care that we lock him with me. I don't care what some low-life fat guy in Arkansas thinks of me. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> uh, which is golden. But, uh, you know, I do I do like him. And what, what I love about his character and how well he plays it off is when Wardlow came back out and gave him the ring. And the fact that, that he just had that ultimate heel heat and used the ring to beat somebody that that everybody pretty well knew he was going to go over with anyway. Um, but sucker punch him, toss the ring. It just it had that old school feel to it, almost like a almost like a Ric Flair and the and the the white knucks that he used to always have. Um, and, and Arn Anderson passed him off or whatever. I don't know. It was it was it was a good match. MGF was just great on getting heat, and I love his character. Um, you, you know, know he a lot of a, people... he's got a he had a great faction in MLW called the Dynasty. And he probably can't use that in ML or uh, AEW. I'm sure MLW owns the rights to that. But I'd love to see him start a, up a new faction. And I think maybe that's where they're going because, you know, he's got Wardlow. He comes out, you know, they, they wear suits. They look nice. That's part of their gimmick. I'd like to see him add one or two people to that. I don't know what they'd call it, but I would like to see him have his own faction, AEW, like he did MLW. Uh, yeah, I think that would be great. Um, you know, me and Steven were talking, uh, Steven, and you were talking the other day and a lot of people compare MJF to the Miz. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, and Steven said, uh, said a lot of people are saying, you know, that MJF is the, is the great value, you know, version <laughs> of the Miz. Oh, uh, this, this, this MJF guy, he's a real jerk. I don't like him. Yeah. Tough tits. And Steven's like, man, you know, after watching him, I kind of wonder if the Miz isn't the great value version yeah. of MJF. Um, MJF is super talented right now. He's really over the segment with Cody was really good last week. His match was good this week. I don't, I don't think he's had a bad week since he's been on, on with he's, AEW. He's golden and just go to YouTube and type in, uh, you know, MJF promos or whatever. You're not going to see him on the E channel with his wife as Ms. and mistress or whatever it's called. Ms. and Mrs. He lives that gimmick. He is like that all the time. You can go back and listen on Stone Cold's podcast. You can tell it's a work, but he is straight up still living that gimmick. Uh, it's great. It's old school. His uh, in-ring style is also, he's, there's no, no flips, no flops. It's just basic, good, matte, in-ring wrestling. And they actually said uh, said his age on, on the show this week, and, and I want to say they said he was like, what, 22 or 23? Uh, only 23 years old, so can you yeah. imagine the career he's got ahead of him? Oh, my oh my gosh. You know, if that dude takes care of himself and protects himself and... Uh, and that's what know. his style, his his in-ring style does that. You know, uh, Stephen E. compared him to The Miz. The Miz's style is like that. Yeah, it really is. They've got a lot of the same style. Um, you know, and not getting off off topic here, but I think The Miz could actually be a lot more than what he is right now. I think they're really underusing him. Um, I won't get into that a whole lot, but that's just my opinion. They are. I do like that him and Morrison are paired back up, though. I do too. I think you know that that was a good a good pairing. You know, it just bothers me though because the Miz, you know, not too many years ago, whenever I went to Atlanta, Georgia, and watched uh, and watched WrestleMania, he was in the main event. Mm -hmm. You know, now that now the dude can't even carry the Intercontinental title or U.S. title or whatever show he's on anymore, and. 
you know, it, it kind of sucks because I, I think he's definitely a main event talent that they're not using him in that position. Seen another video package uh, for Pac. Looks like we're going to get Pac versus Omega in a 30-minute Iron Man match in a couple of weeks. I don't know why Pac is obsessed with wrestling Omega all the time. Um, you know, Omega's got – he's one half of the tag team champion, so it's not like Pac's going to get that title from him. But, you know, last week, uh, McBee and I talked about he had this segment with Riho in the back. She's just standing there while he's yeah, threatening. Yeah, I heard that. Like, why don't you leave? There's nothing Run holding you away. back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. And, you know, and the thing with Pac and, and or Pac or whatever and, uh, and Omega, you've got Omega in a storyline with Hangman Adam Page as tag team champions. And Hangman Adam Page is in a storyline with Omega and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. with this whole drinking beer thing and kind of being an outsider. And then you've got Kenny Omega in a storyline with Pac, or Pac, and uh, I, this this kind of comes back to the maybe they have more talent than what they need right now. Yeah. I mean, are they so stacked that they have nobody for for Pac to go out and and pick a fight with somebody else, or or do they just have that much faith and investment into Omega? And main event, we see John Moxley defeat Santana. Basically ended up being a blindfold match. Uh, Moxley won with the paradigm shift. After that, Jeff Cobb comes out, beats down Moxley. Next week, we get Cody versus Wardlow in a steel cage. Omega and Page versus, versus the Lucha Brothers. And a number one contender, Tag Team Battle Royal. And then, of course, John Moxley versus Jeff Cobb. So next week, man, AEW Dynamite looks legit. It looks like it's going to be hot, you know, and uh, and it's kind of disappointing because because I'm going to be there the following week, and uh, and maybe we all are. I don't know yet, but uh, the one that we're going to in Kansas City is the go home show before the pay per view. Yep. So I'd say that's going to be a good one. Yeah, and I'm hoping so because this this next week coming up is a really stacked stacked. Uh, yeah, so they got to top that. Yeah, and I, and I hope they do. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, speaking of go-home shows, this was the go-home show for NXT uh, TakeOver. First match, Roderick Strong defeated Bronson Reed. There's a little distraction by Velveteen Dream during the match, but Strong's still able to pull off the win. Afterwards, Dream shows up on the video screen showing off his airbrush tights with Strong's family on them. And he says after he gets revenge on Strong... He's going to fulfill Strong's wife's dreams. All uh, ravishing recruit. I love uh, Velveteen Dream's mm-hmm. throwbacks that he does. Usually during a takeover, he'll do something. And then, uh, if you've been a long wrestling fan, you'll say, ah, oh, he's dressed up like Hollywood Hogan tonight. Or, you know, there's he always does something that's pretty cool. And I love these tights. Yeah, I was going to say the tights and then uh, making your making your wife's dreams come true or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was it? I guess it was Macho Man, right? Didn't he have Elizabeth tattooed on his tights? Oh, he had. A, well, he's done that before too, but I think he did it with Jake the Snake Roberts when they were feuding. That's that's absolutely correct, Jake Roberts. Yeah, and so uh, you know, so that yeah, that's a really cool little segment that he did there, and uh, you know, of course, Ravishing Recruit was gold, but uh, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I love how he throws those throws those characters, uh, the personalities, in with his. And uh, and makes him work. He he does really really good. 
Seen several vignettes of the Broserweights trying to get to Portland for NXT TakeOver with their Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic trophy. Again, man, Matt Riddle, I know you're not a huge Riddle fan. Bro. I like him. Uh, I like Pete Dunne. They're just total polar opposites, like the odd couple, which I think is what makes this gold. You know, I kind of thought of when they first paired up Daniel Bryan and Kane, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then it turned out to be good. Kind of the same thing here. Riddle's, you know, the laid-back stoner, joking around. Pete Dunne's the serious, all-strictly-business badass. It's working. I think it's funny. And um, I don't know how long it's going to last. I think both have uh, great singles careers ahead of them. But right now, man, I think we may look at some new tag team champions this weekend. It's very possible. And I, and I do want to mention to my defense, not only do I not like him, <laughs> Goldberg doesn't like him, Lesnar doesn't like him, uh, from what I've been reading, Vince McMahon's not a huge <laughs> fan of him, so it's not just me. But uh, well, somebody but must, no, you know, they, must like him. Yeah, and, and you know what? And you're absolutely right. They are a good tag team, and they're probably going to bring home some gold uh, this weekend. And, and kudos to them. They've got a really good thing going right now, regardless of what I think of them. The fact is, is they're a good team, and they're working really well together. Uh, Dakota Kai then defeated Candice LeRae. Tegan Knox came out, and those two brawled. Johnny Gargano then defeated Cameron Grimes. I'm a big Cameron Grimes fan. Um, I would like to see him get a better push. At least he got some TV time here. He was Trevor Lee in, in uh, Impact or TNA or whatever it was when he was there. Uh, Leo Rush defeated Angel Garza to become the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. After that, him and Jordan Devlin have a little confrontation or a stare off on the stage. Uh, you know... I guess maybe Angel Garza will be moving to Raw or bouncing back and forth. I don't know. But uh, I'm surprised he took the loss on this. Uh, I know Leo Rush is talented, but, again, surprised that uh, Angel Garza lost this match. I am, too. Um, I'm not a huge Leo Rush fan either. Uh, but uh, Angel Garza has got a lot of talent. He... Uh, I'm actually surprised to see him back in NXT. I thought he was going to be kind of on the main roster now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, I know Andrade's off with the wellness policy violation, but uh, with him and Charlotte's announcement, I, I kind of thought he was going to get moving away from uh, uh, his manager. I can't think of her name. Zelina. Yeah. And so whenever she brought out, brought out uh, this guy i thought that maybe that was going to be uh her and him were going to kind of run off and leave andrade or some kind of storyline there so it, it surprises me to see to see angel back in uh back on nxt but either way if he can bounce back and forth and make it work more power to him i, I really enjoyed him on raw though yeah they've been doing that with nxt and raw they've been bouncing people back and forth we've seen chelsea green a few times and they really haven't explained why all they need to do is come out and say, hey, we're on the same network so we can use the same talent. Because they don't do that with SmackDown. Just that little explanation would make sense. But instead, there is a brand split. And if you're going to bounce people around, it doesn't make sense. But all you need to do is say, hey, we're both on the USA Network. We're able to share talent. Raw's three hours long. Blah, blah, blah. That's all we need. Yeah, I, you know, and I agree with that. I agree with that. That was one of the biggest downfalls to the... Uh what do they call it? The lottery or the shakeup or, or whatever it the is. Draft. You know, the, the draft. Yeah. They did the draft. And then all of a sudden they made a new rule where like five or six people <laughs> could just go to whatever brand. And you know, what was the point of having the draft? Yeah, that was stupid. But, uh, 
Yeah, you know, maybe if they would explain it a little bit, I guess it would make more sense. Um, either way, I'm anxious to see what they do with him. Didn't see a video package for Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic for the North American title. This weekend at TakeOver, that was narrated by Mark Henry. Uh, Bianca Belair squashed Santana Garrett and then had a confrontation with Rhea Ripley. Tomasa Ciampa cut a promo about his upcoming match with Adam Cole. And then NXT champ Adam Cole defeated Kushida. After the match, Ciampa comes out. They have a stare down. Uh, we mentioned the AEW show next week. Next week on NXT, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong has been announced. Uh, Chelsea Green's been announced. Um, doesn't feel quite as strong as the AEW show is going to be, but the return of Velveteen Dream might draw a few viewers over there. Yeah, I think I think it'll definitely uh, uh, get the channel get the channel changed. I think it'll. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a fan. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if, if that's going to be enough. But uh, I, um, I mean, we'll see. I think what's gonna what it's going to take, and I know the Florida fans are not going to be happy. They got to get out of Full Sail Arena. I know that's their home, but it only holds like through 300, 500 people. It doesn't have that big feel like AEW has. If you watch TakeOver this weekend and they're in a bigger arena, it's going to be a completely different show. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. And I know every week you can't have a TakeOver, but I think they've just got to get out a Full Sail Arena into a bigger audience. It doesn't have to be 10,000 people. Just go to a 2,500, 3,000 people person arena, and it'll be a totally different show. It'll just feel bigger. You know, that's the thing is I'd like to see that too. Um, I agree. I think the, the smaller venue is, is almost holding them back. Yeah. Um, we watch a, you know, somewhere like, somewhere like, you know, the JQH arena here in, here in Springfield, you mm-hmm. know, or the shrine or whatever. That, that, I think that'd be good. Um, we watch NWA power. And there's about 300 people in there. I think maybe not even that, but we know that it's studio wrestling. We right, know what to expect. Wrestling. So, we expect it, and it just—it's just a different atmosphere. You watch NXT; it's like, eh, I, I don't know. It's not even, you know, even the ECW arena back in the day. It didn't hold very many people, but damn, they were a lot rowdier and louder. So I, I don't know, man. I just think they need to get out of there. And I know the Full Cell fans will not be happy with that because they're hardcore, attend religiously, but um, to compete with AEW. They got to do something. The, the AEW won again this week. Ratings don't mean anything to me. I think they had 817,000 people tune in, and NXT had 757,000. Not not a huge gap there, but you know they're they're kicking their butts in the ratings. Well, you know, and a lot of it, a lot of it that I wonder about. You get, uh, you know, like so when me and you went. And we watched WWE live up here in Springfield, you know, and, and there were so many empty seats. And what I wonder is if they're worried that if they brought an XT in and filled the seats up, you know, because they're, I guess, methodically, they're, you know, NXT's, they, they don't necessarily call it, uh, they don't call Raw the main roster, yeah. I guess, as much as what they were, but essentially it is. And I'm wondering if Vince or whoever, uh, it's kind of holding NXT back because they don't want NXT to be bigger than Raw. That could that be. That makes sense. I, I don't know. I think I think in ring NXT by far, you know, is better. But just the overall show AEW has been 
been my go-to on Wednesday nights. I'll watch it first, then I'll catch up on NXT later on. AEW, the thing about them is they've got a big learning curve yet. They've got uh, they've got a lot. They're growing still. They're making mistakes, but every each week I notice that they're they're that they're fixing a lot of their mistakes. Yeah, and you know, and I hate to go back to AEW, but I just thought of something that I wanted to mention earlier. You know, whenever they had the main event with Moxley and Jericho came out, right, with, with, with Guevara and everybody, the entire crowd was singing Jericho's yep. entrance music. <laughs> I put that on For, my workout list, by the way. It's a great song to work out to. It is. And that's the thing. And I mean, they, you know, we're talking almost a minute worth, maybe even a little bit longer, that they, that they just chanted. And that's the thing about AEW is, is their crowd – you know, they can, WWE or whoever can bash them and say, well, they're not filling seats, they're not filling seats, they're not filling seats. Well, I got news for you. The crowd that they have is hot and they're on fire. And I, you know, and any, any wrestler out there, superstar, whatever you want to call them, will, will verify this. It's better to be in a, in a crowd of 300 people that are just on fire than a crowd of 1,000 people who just sit in their seats. I'll tell you, if you want to see, an on-fire crowd, and a good show. Check out NXT TakeOver this weekend. Quick preview, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. I think Dakota Kai is going to win that one. Uh, what do you think, man? I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think yeah, I think the odds are definitely in his favor. Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. I think we're going to see new tag team champions, the Broserweights. They've been investing a lot of vignettes, a lot of time with them. They're not going to do that for nothing. I think uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn come out on top. I agree with you. And uh, and I'm a know, huge Undisputed Era fan. For their sake, I, I hope Matt Riddle shuts his mouth and uh, puts, you know, taking off the, the people on the main roster. Because I think that they're, I think they're in line to get a big, and I just hope that they don't ruin it, or that he, I guess, I guess that Riddle doesn't ruin it for them. But I definitely, I definitely see them walking away uh, with the belts. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic for the North American title. I think Keith Lee retains. He is on fire right now. They built him up to this. I don't think he's going to drop it, you know, right off the bat. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't. It would be a waste, in my opinion, to see him drop it this quick. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. I got Finn Balor. I love Johnny Gargano. Johnny wrestling, but uh, you can't bring in uh, Finn back down to NXT and, and have him job out. Got Finn Balor winning. I agree. And I'll be honest with you. It it just makes me sick to think that he's back on NXT. Um, you know, good for him. I, I remember when he made his debut, and it was it was pretty cool. I, you know, I, I'll give it that, but Man, Finn Balor is just a huge, huge talent. I get that he's down there and he's and he's helping build the brand and and taking the time out and and maybe kind of giving NXT a name, more of a name than what it had. But uh, you know, Finn was a Finn was a main event star. He was a, he was just a huge, huge name, and I and I kind of hate to see that he's not on Raw anymore. First um, Universal that, Champion. Yeah, and I and I think that they really, really could have could have done something with the demon and the fiend mm -hmm. i think i think bray wyatt and and finn balor and i know they had their little their little uh storyline match but i think that 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 is something that probably could have carried down into something much much bigger yeah i think we'll still see that someday oh. 
Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's title. Rhea Ripley's going to win. I think this could be the match of the night. I definitely think Bianca will be a future champion. However, with Rhea uh, versus looks like Charlotte at WrestleMania, she's going to be the champion. Um, somehow she's either going to come out on top or Bianca's going to win by disqualification. Either way, she's not losing that title this weekend. No, and I agree. I don't. I don't see her losing that title at all. Um, and I and I also agree. Probably going to be the match of the night. These two just have an unbelievable amount of talent, and uh, they're both they're both you know future future superstars, divas, whatever you want to call it. They're they're both going to be big in this company. Probably the other match of the night, main event: Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. I have a feeling Ciampa is going to come out on top. Technically, he never lost the title. Of course, he had to vacate it and go get neck surgery. Uh, huge Undisputed Air fan, but I think they all lose gold this weekend, and I think Tomasa Ciampa, once again, gets the NXT title. You know, if, if they do all lose gold, I'll, you know, I'll give it credit because that's something that hasn't happened uh, on a pay-per-view for a, you know, for a stable or whatever in quite some time. So I think it'll be – I think a lot of it's kind of probably predictable. Um, but it's something that I think would, would really benefit uh, seeing them all lose their gold. Putting things in reverse, uh, backing up to Monday night, you know, we've been bragging about how Raw has been good the past several weeks, and and it has been, but i got to tell you, after the Becky Lynch and Oscar bit, Shayna Baszler comes out, makes her debut, biting that was gross. Lynch on the back of the neck. I thought that was the worst thing they could have done. They did not need to do that. It's ridiculous. Shayna Baszler is a, a, a bad, you know what? Yeah. And to have her come out and do that, you know, there was fake blood everywhere. It was ridiculous. It uh, was just, it was gross, man. It looked nasty. It, it just, yeah. I'll and I'll tell you, man, I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing Becky Lynch and Oscar. Like how many how many rematches does Oscar get with Becky Lynch? She's beat her, you know, every week before WrestleMania, every week after WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, but the uh, the Rumble. Um, I mean, the, I'm tired of seeing her have title matches. Well, Becky did a great job selling that that vampire neck bite. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was even more ridiculous that Becky stole an ambulance. I guess went and got herself checked out. Then stole it again and came back to the arena. I could have done without all of that. That kind of really ruined the whole show for me. Look at all of this crap in this ring. Yeah, it was uh, it was very, very, I don't want to say childish or, or anything. It was just stupid. It was it was a very big miss for, for Raw this week. Stupid. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, kick it in reverse a little further last Friday on SmackDown, as I mentioned earlier. Goldberg was advertised to be on the show, and I guess technically he was, but he wasn't in the arena. He was on live via satellite. And again, if I'd have bought a ticket to that to go to see Goldberg, I probably wouldn't be a happy camper. No, I'd have been mad. I'd have been really, really mad. That's that's advertising a huge name for a video package. Hey, yo, it's survey time. Uh, surveys, questions, polls. I, I didn't do any surveys again this week, but we did have a few questions submitted at Digital Zone ENT on Twitter. Fantasy bookings. Who would we book and why? Uh, man, that 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 could be a weekly show. 
itself. That's broad. Uh, I know there's talk of Sting versus The Undertaker soon. I don't know if that's going to happen now or not, but uh, I tried to think. I heard a little it got like, pushed to, to a mania. I heard it got pushed from the Saudi show to the mania show. I, I heard that too. I, I read just earlier that maybe AJ Styles would be taking on Taker at mania. So who knows, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think? I, I'm trying to think outside the obvious. Everybody, you know, Austin Hogan or Austin Goldberg. So I thought, you know, Jericho and Steamboat or AJ Styles and Eddie Guerrero. Daniel Bryan and Chris Benoit, PCO Kenny and Terry o- Funk, Kenny Omega and Steamboat. Oh yeah, you could you could take AJ Styles, Shawn Michaels, Omega, <clears throat> and pretty much throw them in with you know anybody, and it would be a great match. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, on this one, I think there's just way way too much to list. Um, there's there's so much so, I, so the, yeah, there's just yeah there's just way too much um, there's so dusty roads and MJF and the only reason <laughs> yeah. I think I say that is because Dusty and Flair put on some great matches and I'm like well you know that's true that I didn't even think about that but that's that's a hundred percent accurate um you know and I, and at the same time I think I think Arn Anderson and MJF would be a good show. You know, you know, twenty year ago, Arn Anderson. Um, of course, you know, Arn and anybody right now would be good. Uh, I think re- Arn and Austin probably would have put on a good show. The revival versus uh, Tully and, and Arn. Oh man, oh man, that one would be amazing. Uh, at Which w- I guess uh, did I miss it? But I, I did. Uh, I guess uh, the revival is asking for their for their release, huh? Apparently asking for the release again. They've they've done it before, have yet to re-sign, and word on the street is they've asked for the release. I doubt they'll get it. Um, probably have to wait until their contract expires. I'm not sure when that is, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, if, I, think, uh, I, think, uh, I think one of them ends in May, um, and then I want to say it was Dawson that got injured. Is that correct, a while back? I think so. So and and from what I've understand is I want to say that they extended Dawson's because of the time that he took off until October. You know, and I hate that. Be wrong, but uh, I hate that they've been doing that with the guys who've been injured. I mean, they injured themselves working for you, and you're going to have the yeah. nerve to extend their contract when you're not even using them. Just let them go. Yep, they don't want to be there, and and honestly, they haven't been booked good enough. To, to, in my opinion, for WWE to say, yeah, you, we've got enough in you, we want you to stay. So let them go. And, yeah. and man, I pray, I pray they go to AEW. Um, wouldn't be hurt if they showed up on, 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 uh, NWA. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be kind of a, kind of a cool, but I think that they will really excel at AEW being a tag team. Can you imagine seeing the revival versus the Young Bucks? Oh, or, man. Or the or the Lucha Brothers. I know their styles the, yeah. are totally different, but still. Uh, yeah. At, the, yeah. at WNW Wallop uh, asked, is JR deserving of so much heat? I don't think so. Um, he's made no. some slips, and I know last night he referred to Nyla Rose as the king of the mountain instead of the queen of the mountain. Slip of the tongue. 
he's 60 something years old guys some of these wrestlers are new to him he's still everybody expects us to be patient to give AEW time give their workers time let them work out the kinks gotta do the same with jr to me he's still one of the best in the business if not the best in the business he's still learning names he's still learning some of the moves he's not been used to seeing and i, I don't i don't think he's deserving of all this heat no i don't either you know and that's the thing is you got a factor in his age you know you look at you look at hogan when hogan came back to the wwe um he went out and i remember they were doing uh, uh it was it's the breast cancer the the uh Coleman Foundation. Susan G. Coleman. Yeah. He was out there and he was talking, uh, cutting a little promo for them. You know, he butchered it. and <laughs> butchered it bad. But the thing is, is you know, the same thing. You know, guys that are old. He, uh, you know, JR especially. JR's got a ton of, a ton of uh, health problems that he's battled for years. Um, and, and like you said, he's learning names. This is a whole new company for him. And 90, probably 90% of the roster, maybe even 95% of the roster are names he's never heard of and guys he's never met in his life. Yeah. So for him to be out there and still, still call it as good as he does every week, you know, yeah. And, and frankly, you know, the, the thing that irritates me is if, if Nala Jax wasn't a transgender woman and it was, let's say Rio. If Riho would have done that and he said, oh, she's the king of the mountain, nobody would have batted an eye because nope. it's just a it's just a phrase. And it bothers me that they're that they're saying it just because uh, just because of who Nyla Jax is. It, it shouldn't matter. King of the king of the mountain, queen of the mountain, whatever. The, the phrase typically is king of the mountain. The fact is, is he was putting her over as the women's champion. And she's you know, she's the it factor right now in the women's division for AEW. And he was praising her. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, the, the people who deserve heat is, is poor Tony Schiavone. He <laughs> said on commentary Monday night or Wednesday night. And I don't know that Tony said 10 words on commentary all night. You're right, JR. The good, the good, the good, the better, the better, the best. Good, better, and best. You got a good, better, and best. Um, I'll start, and if you do, that's fine. If not, we can edit this whole thing out. My good, uh, probably the ROH and WA relationship. I think it benefits both companies, and hopefully, we'll see more of that. You know, I, I will agree with you there. I think those two combining together will be great. Both of them are great companies separate. The problem is, is that a, uh, that NBA needs a little bit of a push, and and ROH. Could use the help as well. And both they're starting them, to get it. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. could both strive off each other. So I, I agree that that's, that's, the, that's really good for both of them. You know, we did our, our uh, sloppy awards, your least favorite uh, categories for 2019, and the fans voted ROH as their least favorite promotion in 2019 when just a few years ago they were the darlings of indie wrestling. Uh, People liked Impact more than they did ROH last year, but I think I gonna say, I was 2020. Gonna say, did they, did they watch yeah, I think 2020. It's already a good start for ROH. Again, I think this is helping both uh, companies get some exposure, and uh, again, hopefully, hopefully, we'll see some more. Uh, my better probably Jeff Cobb and showing up in AEW. Mm, yeah, I, you know, I'll give it that. I 
again, I I, I kind of was disappointed with the way that they announced it instead of letting it be a big surprise. Um, but definitely overall, probably probably the best. Yeah, the, I'll agree with that. And my best of the week, Britt Baker, man. Again, loving the heel turn. Don't know if she's getting help. Don't care. It's working. Keep on keeping on. I love it. Yeah, she really fell into that role, and she's she's just nailing it right now. Very proud of her, and uh, and hope she can keep it up. And that's you know, and that's one thing that AEW needs. And you know, that was a question that uh, that uh, Stephen E was asking, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. Is is AEW doesn't really have a whole lot of baby faces and heels right now. Yeah, they're they're wrestling more for the stats, and you've got you've got guys out there that are baby faces that are fighting for the titles. Um, so they kind of, they're kind of going in the right direction. And I feel like they almost need more heels. We get good wrestling, but we don't get, you don't get a real good story behind it. You don't get the, the heel ripping up the signs or cheating. You know, you, you just don't have a lot of that in AEW. So, so hopefully they're, they're kind of experimenting with Brit and, uh, and maybe they, they really get into that later on. Before we end it tonight, MSW. 858-848-SLAM, mswtickets.com. Saturday, February 22nd, 7 p.m. in Siloam Springs at the National Guard Armory on the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas. Jason, the Space Cowboy Jones, and Cowboy Bob Orton will be teaming up. Again, you got the Space Cowboy, the Ace Cowboy, Loverboy Matt Riviere, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry, Gary Graham, Niles Planquet, a 15-man battle royal, and more. If you guys haven't seen an MSW show, check them out. Again, 858-848-SLAM or mswtickets.com. They will be returning to Harrison, Arkansas, March 7th, 7 p.m. at the Fairgrounds Indoor Expo Building, and then March 28th in Springfield, Missouri. This is a pretty good card, man. I'm really looking forward to this one. Mr. Saturday Night, Michael Bay versus the Russian Wrecking Ball, Meklikov in a flag match. MSW champion Matt Riviere versus the aerial American Alan Jefferson. Jason Jones and Jesse Inman of CBS affiliate Color 10 will be facing Nate Winchester and Johnny Lightning. Gary Graham versus Niles Planquet, Miranda Gordy, and more. Again, if you guys want to check out some really good indie wrestling, check them out. Um, I know you attend several shows. I attend several shows. Just a, a you know, that's that's my favorite indie company, not because they're local, not because we're friends with them. They just put on a good show. Oh yeah, one of the best shows around. It's it's fun, family entertainment. It's good enough for for kids of any age and good enough for adults. Um, of course, I refereed there for many years, and it's uh, but Mid States is Mid States is where it's at. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, you you're really really missing out. They're super affordable. Get out there, get a ticket, and come watch some great great wrestling. Guys, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us. You can check us out anywhere there's a podcast available. We are there. Follow us on Facebook at The Slop Drop. Follow us on Twitter at The Slop Drop 1. And leave us a rating. Leave us a review. doesn't cost you a penny, but it helps us a lot. Send some more questions is all I can say. Send us some questions. Possibly working on a second show, me and Chapman. Uh, we'll keep you tuned in. That Still working out some details, but pretty excited about it. think it's going to be pretty fun, pretty cool. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We're out of here. Goodbye and good night. One, two, three.